Welcome to Life School Series 2, Bumps and Babies. As I record this today, I am currently 23 weeks and 4 days pregnant with my first baby, which I'm so excited to share, I now know is a little girl. I'm still in the process of recording this series, and my plan was to start releasing episodes once I'd finished recording with all my wonderful guests. However, in light of the current global situation with coronavirus, recording for now is on hold. So I've decided to share with you the episodes I've recorded so far over the past couple of months. I know many of us are currently self-isolating at home with lots of time on our hands, so what better time to listen to your favourite podcasts or perhaps discover some new ones? As a first-time mum, pregnancy, birth and babies is a whole new world for me and I personally want to educate myself as much as I can before my little one arrives. From positive birth stories, information on hypnobirthing, water births, c-sections, baby massage and more, I hope throughout this series I can shed some light on just some of the areas you may be worried about or even just intrigued about. Thank you to all the incredible birth workers and women who have made this series possible so far and thank you so much for listening. My guest for this episode is Nikki Langley, an experienced doula, hypnobirthing teacher and breastfeeding counsellor who has been living in Dubai for 15 years. Nikki is passionate about supporting women and families from bump to baby and beyond. I'm really hoping Nikki will be able to be my doula when the time comes. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the lovely Nikki. Happy listening. Nikki, welcome to Life School. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today. You're on call. I am. I am. <laughs> As so we speak. My phone. So if we do need to stop and record a part two, um, our listeners will know why. Great. So <laughs> Great. And if there's any interference with your mobile, um, we, we need to keep it on because there is a lady. I do. She's in labour. Potentially, potentially in labour right now. So early days, but hopefully things are going to happen today. This is all part of the job. This is, is what we're going to be speaking Welcome about. Welcome to the life of a doula. Um, so before we talk about your your um, life as a doula, can we start by talking about your pregnancy and birth experiences? Okay. You have three children, right? I have four. Four, sorry. Four children, ranging from 28 to 19. So although some years ago they're all, I can remember them all pretty, pretty well. So my first two sons were born at 35 oh. weeks, um, which in those days was, was quite significant. These days, 35 weeks isn't considered to be hugely premature, but uh, they were both fine, both now six-foot men, um, but it was obviously wearing at the time. And then I went on to have my, my third daughter, uh, who's now a midwife, funnily enough. Amazing. You said she um, works in Australia? She works in Sydney, yeah, um, and uh, had a, a beautiful natural birth with her. And, and then my fourth son, again, beautiful natural birth. So I, I kind of got more confident as I went along. And I was very young, I was only 23 when I had my first son. Wow. So even though I thought I knew quite a lot, I'd done a lot of reading, I really didn't. You weren't a doula at this time, were oh, you? Oh gosh, no, okay. no, Doing no, something not completely at all. different. Yeah, I was, I was working in, uh, in a hospital in, in, in medical administration. Okay, so kind of related slightly. it is but I'd always I'd always kind of wanted to be a doula uh, not a doula sorry a midwife and it was actually when I was um, in my 30s so we're talking 20 odd years ago now um, I actually got a place at university to go and study to be a midwife in the UK and then I fell pregnant with my fourth child so it didn't happen and the, uh, the your course of life changed. yeah it did it certainly did but uh, 
you know, I, I, I was very lucky that I could be a, a, a home mum. Mm. I, I stayed at home with my kids most of the time. I did work. I did temping and things like that, but uh, it was always something in the back of my mind that I wanted to work in that field. Mm. Um, and it wasn't really until we were looking into my daughter applying to university to become a midwife that we discovered the role of a doula. And that's when I thought, gosh, this is it. So up until that point, you hadn't actually heard of no, a doula? No, I'd never heard of a doula. You know, really, it's, it's not, especially when I was in the UK, it wasn't really something that, mm. that people had. Not, not a, a defined role as a doula. There were people that actually fulfilled that role, but um, didn't have the name, the, the mm. label doula. Um, if I'd known before, it's definitely something I'd have done before. And just going back to your pregnancies, were yeah. they all very different? Absolutely. Yeah. Completely different, completely different labours, completely different pregnancies. And that's something that I instill in all of my mums that, you know, just because you've had one kind of birth first mm. time round, it might be completely different. There's so many factors contributing to how your labour yeah. is and how your pregnancy is. So, no, all of mine were were. Yeah, pretty smooth, really. I was very sick with my, all my boys, mm. but not with my girl. But isn't the old wives' tell that girls make you sicker? Yeah, which just shows, isn't it? Yeah. But I, uh, no, that I was so many of those. No, it was it was all, all of them were, were lovely. You know, I'm not very big. Um, my, my final last two, uh, actually, I went to 38, 39 weeks of both of those two. So yeah, all, all very, all very good. So your so your last two weren't as early no they were they were considered to be full term yeah and were obviously full term for me Mm. um as i say because i'm not very big and my daughter who was my biggest baby was six pounds oh so your girl was the biggest baby yeah which the boys tease her about (laughs) (laughs) and how tall did she turn up because you said your boys are really tall well so they're 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 six foot almost six foot both of them my my daughter's taller than me but that's not that difficult (laughs) i think she's about five foot Four or five now. Ah, oh, okay. She's a little bit taller than me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like five foot two. Yeah. Um, okay, so you discovered when you were searching for your daughter what about doula shipping yeah. and doulas are. So was it quite an instant thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was actually my niece who's a consultant anaesthetist spent a day talking to us and talking to my daughter about um, birth and, and midwifery and obstetrics. And it was her that suddenly said, Oh my God, Nikki, this is it. This is what you should be doing. And I, I, I literally, I went straight home and went online and started mm. looking at it. We then later mi- met up with a midwife here in Dubai to talk to my daughter. And she emphasised again, you know, that it, what an amazing job it was and, and possibly for me to look into it. So at that point, I decided, right, so I signed up there and then. And, and this committed. was in Dubai? It was when I was in Dubai. Okay, and how many yeah. years ago was this? I think it's uh, seven or eight years ago okay. now, yeah. And so how do you get into this? Well, now actually there are far more options available. Mm. Um, but I actually trained with uh, a company called Mother and Baby International, and I all my training was online. When we had uh, webinars, web seminars, um, the instructor was in Canada. I was in Dubai. There was somebody in the U.S., somebody in Germany, somebody wow. in Australia. So we'd have web- webinars in the middle of the night often. Yeah. But uh, that took me about a year to complete, and it was it was quite a, an in-depth course. We had seminars most week, um, had a lot of written work, a lot of reading to do. And then once that had finished, um, I had um, case studies to, to undertake where I actually had to have clients. Um, this is in your phone, is it, Nikki? It's fine, it's just Bixby. Oh, I think okay. it knows something. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I thought you were getting a call then. No, no, it's not. Um, yeah, so yeah, once so I'd completed all, the, all the studying, so then it was actually 
getting clients, which is obviously quite a difficult thing to do when, when you're new, you don't have any experience. So, you know, I, I think I had to do four clients before I could become certified. Mm. Then, then I became certified and uh, certified also with nurturing birth. And since then I've gone on and done further training uh, with doulas of North America and several other uh, courses as well. But it's kind of, it's addictive. So once you start off, it's, mm. it's I then went on to learn about infant feeding. I became a, a, a certified breastfeeding counsellor and I'm also a hypnobirthing teacher. And so, so when you went on that first job, was that the first time you had witnessed someone else's absolutely. birth in real life? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even though I'd, you know, I'd had good experiences myself, it was, it was daunting to be in a, a different role, obviously, in, in, mm. in a... And you know, as a doula, we have very defined roles. You know, we don't advise; we we we're, we're purely supports. Um, and it's it's quite difficult to navigate that that role. Mm. And it was it was really quite scary for the first time, but just amazing. Just were you most quite nervous? Thing. I was really nervous. I was nervous that I was going to say and do the right things, mm. um, and that I was going to make you know help them make the right calls at the right time, but. It, it was actually it was a textbook first birth and it was lovely it was wonderful oh, baby Gabriella yeah oh, I shall never forget it oh no I stay in touch with all of my clients oh, literally I love yeah that. absolutely and I go to birthday parties and all kinds of things so I it's, guess yeah, you it's, become sort of an integral part of yeah well it's it's hard that not to experience for the couple absolutely and, you know it's always my intention to try and get to know couples you know quite well beforehand mm. before because you know give me sharing the most intimate and yeah. special moments of their lives so I really try and we meet up and we chat not just about the birth but just life in general and, and then you know obviously to be there for the birth of a child is is quite significant um, mm. so you know we keep in touch for you know I'm still in touch with my first mum who's now That's a doula amazing. and hypnobirthing teacher funnily yeah. enough yeah. hopefully you inspired her with I've, that. I, there, there are I think two or three of my clients have gone on to be doulas I have to say, I am feeling a draw towards something in this area. Yeah, I don't know what it is yet. I'm still so early on yeah. in my journey, but I can see how it's this wonderful. Could it's be been life changing for me. Incredible roles. So, for people that don't maybe know what a doula is, can mm -hmm. you explain what is okay? The role of a doula? So, we it, it actually uh, the word derives from um, the Greek language. It means female slave. Um, and you know, we we're we're emotional support for mums and dads. Um, you know, I kind of liken myself to be a, uh, a birth translator for dads, you know, helping them understand what's happening along the way. As, as I say, we, we have very defined roles. We, we don't give medical advice. Um, we, we work as a team with the rest of the medical team. Um, but really, you know, having for a mum and dad to know that they've got one person that's going to be with them throughout, because obviously midwives are going to come and go, they're going to have different shift changes and things like that. And even your doctor isn't going to be there with you throughout. But to have a, a consistent, um, you know, person that's going to be with you throughout. And also I, you know, I, I keep in touch with my mums and dads throughout their pregnancy. And then I have a, a two week on call period where I'm ready to jump in a car day or night. Mm. I advise over the phone on and, and you know and help them decide the right time for them to go to hospital and you know because with a lot of new mums or first time mums for sure they, they they go racing off to hospital at the sign of the first yeah first contraction the first, first surge, the surge. Um, and you know it really is beneficial in in most cases to stay at home as long as possible mm. and relax so as with my mum today she's been I've been in touch since six o'clock this morning 
and uh, she's updating me regularly and then hopefully later on today we'll decide whether I'm going to go and meet her at their house, I'll mm. stay with them for a while or meet them at hospital I then stay throughout the birth um, however long or short that may be and and really you know doing things anything from ordering pizza mm. for dads generally um, <laughs> not the mums um, to some, some you know some nice light touch massage some hip squeezing or you know I've been to births where I've literally not said a word and not not spoke not touched a mum mm. it's it's just having a constant presence and then you know keeping them going cheerleading a little bit and, and helping them through the the, the, the long process, mm. which it can be. And so if people want to work with you as a doula, what mm-hmm. does that look like? So you meet them how many months before usually? Quite honestly, it, it, it changes from person to person. You know, I've met people as, as early as 10 weeks pregnant, um, up until 40 weeks pregnant. Wow. Most people tend to decide on hiring a doula around you know the, the 28-something weeks, mm. or maybe even before. Um, it, you know, it's nice to have that time to build up a relationship yeah um but you know i I say i I also teach hypnobirthing so what i can what is really nice to do is where i combine the two where i i do private classes private Mm. hypnobirthing classes and then i can go to people's homes and that gives us an opportunity to talk to to them about you know the way that they want their birth to go and and you know help them you know make decisions help them manage expectations and 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 all of that Mm. and And when did you when did you start um in hypnobirthing I started that three years ago, so I, I, I trained with uh, the WISE Hippo Birthing Programme, which is a British hypnobirthing mm. programme, um, and I, I started off quite slowly taking the odd class, and then for a year or so I took group classes at Alzara Hospital, but quite honestly group classes aren't for me, I like the intimacy, I, mm. like, I like to meet people and sit and talk face to face, so I now just take private classes where I go to people's homes at, at times that suit them. Wow, and how long, if you want to do a hypnobirthing course with you, how long is does that entail? Well, my, my specific course is uh, four classes each of two and a half hours, and I go to people's homes at times that suit them, so weekends and evenings. And ideally, you, it, it's good to get, the, get it done over a, a four-week period, mm. and really to, to, to start around the 28, 30-week mark is a good, good time to do it, because that gives you plenty of opportunity to to get into it and to you know to practice because practice is really important yeah you've actually got to know how to use the techniques and to use them on the day mm. so uh, saying that i have taught people at 39 weeks wow and was then it's their doula and this mum actually went on to have a beautiful breech hypnobirth a few weeks ago wow so you As know, in that was amazing. natural breech a natural vaginal breech birth wow. yeah Which i didn't is, know you could do that here it's very unusual. Yeah. It's very unusual, but I was lucky enough to be there. And this mum, she had no pain relief. She laboured. Wow. In uh, I think it was a total of about five hours. So and, and that's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And to to watch watch her do that using hypnobirthing mm. techniques. And you know one the one of the main benefits of hypnobirthing is that you arrive at labour feeling confident, positive, knowing that you've got tools to help you get through it. Yeah. And, and so for people that don't know about hypnobirthing, mm-hmm. can you explain a little bit about yeah, what Yeah, I mean, the word hypnobirthing terrifies people. People have a strange, you know, strange ideas about what hypnosis is. Actually, it's a very kind of shallow form of, of hypnosis. It really, you're, you're retraining your brain not to be frightened of birth. Mm. Um, it really revolves around breathing techniques and, and relaxation techniques and distraction. It's a, it's a distraction because you're, bre- you're, you're thinking so hard about breathing efficiently 
for, mm. so that your uterus can work properly and that your baby has oxygen, that you, it's taking you away, um, it's distracting you away from thinking about what's happening. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's wonderful in its complete antenatal course in, in itself. And, you know, it's it, what a lot of people worry that hypnobirth, hypnobirthing classes actually, you know, paint birth to be a picnic. Mm. And right from the onset, I tell my mums that's not the case. It's, yeah, you know, hypnobirthing it's does not mean that you're it going to have a pain-free birth. It doesn't mean you're going to have a pain-free birth, birth, no. And there are a lot of misconceptions. Um, there's been a lot of talk in the UK press over the past few weeks because the Duchess of Cambridge actually yes. admitted that she'd been, I say admitted, she, she actually stated that she'd been using t- hypnobirthing yeah, techniques. Yeah, which and is great. And through her pregnancy because she had such She had such bad sickness. morning sickness. Yeah. yeah, well, not just morning sickness, hyper. But... Uh, yeah, so it's it, it, and a, a lot of people and a lot, actually a lot of obstetricians worry about the techniques that we teach our mums, um, you know, because we, we, we teach mum, we don't teach forced fishing. You, mm. you know, you, you breathe your baby. That works a lot of the time, but also there are occasions where mums do have to push. Um, I think it's so about that's, just you know, having tools ab- in your absolutely. toolbox, isn't it, that you can that you can then go to as and when you yeah, need them. absolutely. You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to have this smooth, natural... No, no, and that's so something know, I, I really emphasise with all of my mums because, I, I, you know, I don't want them, you know, to, to feel that I'm sugarcoating anything. Yeah. Um, even though, you, you know, birth can be a wonderful experience and, and I see many amazing births, I really, really do. Mm. And what I do see... You know, a lot of the time it is mums that feel good about their birth, and that's what we want. You know, that the, the motto of the wise hippo that I teach is the right birth on the day. Yeah, and that's what I really want to work towards yeah. is having that positive attitude that whatever happens, I'm part of it, I feel informed, so that however my baby comes into yeah. the world, I feel really happy that I was part of that and I was aware and yeah. it didn't just happen. Even it to might me. it might not be your dream birth, you know. Exactly. I've, I've actually had two really lovely messages from mums out of the blue this week. Um, one mum ended up having a, a cesarean section, um, but uh, her baby is now eight months. She's going back to work this week, and she says, I finally had time to sit and reflect on it. And I can say with absolute honesty that it was a great experience for me. I didn't feel frightened. I felt, okay, this is happening for a reason. And I look back now and, and feel that I was part of the decision making process, mm. and it was a good experience, which was wonderful. And then a second mum who had a, you know, she did have a, quite a difficult first birth, her baby was, was premature. She's now moved to Australia, is pregnant again, and um, went to see her midwife there, who asked her about her first birth, and she wrote down traumatic birth on, on my, my mum's notes. And she said, absolutely not. I want you to take that off, because it was not a traumatic birth in, in the slightest. I felt in control. I felt I understood what was happening. She actually had a beautiful natural birth. Mm-hmm. But obviously, because baby was early, she was a little bit anxious. But... Uh, she said, I, I didn't want anybody to say I had a traumatic birth. Yeah, I absolutely that's not how didn't. She felt about no. It. And that, you know, those literally the, those um, messages came out of nowhere. That's and it was just, it was really heartwarming. And, and that's, I think, what all of us doulas and hypnobirthing teachers want is, is that mums can look back on their birth knowing that it was, it was you know, the right mm. thing on the day. Yeah. Um, and say so that they felt part of it. We don't want, we want mums to feel informed so that they don't feel that things have been taken out of their control. Exactly, and I think, for me, I just want to feel like I've been part of every step, rather than, because sometimes I hear from ladies that it sort of happened to them. They, yeah. they felt quite rushed into a decision, and it all just happened, yeah. and before they kn- knew it, something was going on. And then afterwards, that can be quite damaging, because you can feel 
like a failure, you can feel traumatized. Absolutely, and all these things can then build on to, yeah. you know, to lead towards postnatal depression. Exactly. So, you know, feeling feeling good about it and, you know, absolutely, you know, hypnobirthing, and I know you're all going to be doing hypnobirthing, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th there's no doubt about it. It, it, it prepares you and makes you positive and confident. Mm. And actually going into, into labour, feeling that way is, is so incredible. Yeah, it really is. So you might not have the birth of your dreams, but hopefully you'll have a good experience. Exactly. And for me, I mean, I'd heard of hypnobirthing, but I didn't know much about it. But I thought, if any, if anything's going to help me feel calm and positive, I'll do it. That's yeah, all I want. Absolutely, because one of the first thing that that um, women lose control of often when they're in labour, and I'm talking about you know women that haven't done any form of uh, hypnobirthing or breathing training is that they lose control of that breathing mm. and if you lose control of the breathing that can lead you to feel out of control and then things can snowball and then we're not we're not releasing oxytocin we're not releasing we're oxytocin we're not yeah your uterus hasn't got the oxygen yeah. that it needs to, to to work properly so it's struggling and you know all of these things as I say snowball uh, and then often these mums that they, they don't have a great experience but the the beauty with anybody doing any form of um, hypnobirthing or breathing training is that it, it it teaches them how to take control of that breathing right from the start. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, one of the, the number one things. Absolutely. And I think that from the minute you're pregnant, people like to kind of give you horror stories. Yeah. And um, I've really tried to focus on watching positive births on YouTube yeah, and reading about yeah, positive births. Definitely. Because it is scary. It's scary. You know, and I these am things... quite scared. Of course you so are. So it's like, okay, you know... I know people are um, not always doing it to scare you. They're just giving their they personal are, They don't realise the effect it has. But I think anything that can help you just stay in control and calm and, and, and go back positive. to basics. And, and that's exactly what so it's doing. Natural. It's what it's doing because we do know that when we're frightened, the hormones that we, we, we make when we're frightened stop the hormones that we want that we present during labour, you know. Adrenaline stops the, pro stops the, the process of, of oxytocin production and oxytocin is what we need for labour mm. to progress. So, we, it, you know, this is, a, this is a, a fact. This isn't, you know, weird hypnobirthing stuff. No, not this at all. This is actually true, you know. I think we it's very know practical. It's very, and it makes utter sense. You know, it's our, it's our animal instincts kicking mm. in here, fight or flight responses. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it, it's great. It's, I wish I'd known about it before. Even though I do think I probably devised my own techniques. Yeah, I think also it comes with a little bit of um, personality, doesn't it? Because my mum didn't know what hypnobirthing was when she had me or my brother, but her natural personality is quite pragmatic. She's quite logical. So she already had that, well, we're built to do this. Yeah. Let's get on with it. So that was her, that's her sort of natural predisposition if you yeah. like whereas some people that's just not their personality no, no. so and we become much more vulnerable when we're, when we're pregnant you know you, as a pregnant woman I'm sure you know your ears prick up at the sound of anything to do with pregnancy or labor or ba I'm babies obsessed. or birth obsessed. and we we store all <laughs> you know especially the negative stuff we store in our subconscious and then mm. go, you know believe that we're incredibly um, you say vulnerable to, to negativity. So, yeah. as I say, you know, we're, we're not promising it's going to be a perfect, you know, perfect birth. But there, you know, to get to that point, feeling positive is really, really good. Yeah. And being open-minded, you know, it, that's mm. that's another big, big thing that 
as doulas, we, we like, you know, we, we want our mums to be open-minded. We don't want them to go in saying, this is the way it's going to be, because that's not the way that birth is. You know, yeah. birth can take lots of twists and turns. Yeah, at any point. At any point. So, you know, to, to, be, in, but to be informed, to know what your choices are, to know what decisions you may have to make. Mm. You know, I, I sit down with my mums and, and dads and, and go through their birth plans, or as we prefer to call them, birth preferences. Mm. Um, and, and look at, as I say, what their choices are and, and if they do have to make any decisions on the day, then hopefully they'll have thought about these things beforehand. Mm. And obviously without naming names, but are there any particular births that really stand out for you? Yeah, I mean, quite honestly, the breech, vaginal breech yeah. birth that I attended last week, I mean, I'm incredibly lucky and I don't suppose many doulas get that opportunity. Mm. And it was amazing. I was, you know, yet again, I'm blown away every birth by just the sheer power of women and, yeah. and strength of women. Um, but I cry every birth <laughs> as well, it's pathetic. But um, no, it's, I, I, yeah, there, there, are, there, are, there are a few, there are a few. And obviously, you know, as in any, any job, you, you make really good connections with mm. some people. Um, and I've definitely got, you know, some favorites along the way. And I've actually got three mums this summer who I'm gonna be doodling for for a second time. Oh, wow. Which is really special. Yeah, that must be so special. It's really special, yeah. And nice that they've asked me again as well. But, uh, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. And, of course, they'll be completely different to the first. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it'll be a whole new experience for you as well the second time round, but with the same mum. Yeah, same mum and dad, which is nice because, you know, I, I, I do know them all quite well now, so... You know, and I they're, know. they're little ones as yeah, well. Yeah, in fact, I've been to through their birthday parties this this year. Oh. So uh, it's honestly, it just sounds like such a dreamy job. Oh, it it is. I pinch myself. And it's got actually. so much purpose, and you're just helping. Yeah, so many women. It's, you know, I I literally I I, I go to I say work in inverted commas because it doesn't feel like mm. work. You know, I come home, I'm always on a massive high after a birth, and there's you know it's a real thing. This mm. doula oxytocin high. Yeah, I, I bet. tend to I tend not to be able to sleep and go through everything and and you know, it, it's I'm reliving reliving mm. it. Yeah, um, and it's and it's funny because you you have the the burst and you're on this massive high, but then you also the two weeks before kind of in this state of limbo, aren't you? Yeah, because you can't really. You know, yeah. you have to adapt your lifestyle slightly because yeah, you need you to do. be on call yeah. at any time of the day, don't you? Drive How do you sleep out. during those two weeks? Well, I, I do, but you know, my phone is—it's like having a baby. I hear my—I I hear my—I'm tuned, tuned, into, tuned it. into it. So I always—I ask my mums and dads. So we, we tend to set up a WhatsApp group with mum and dad mm. and myself, so that he can communicate with me as well. And uh, you know, I, I, yes, I check my phone every few minutes, but. I ask them to call me, or to message me rather, if, if they think anything is happening, anything is changing, mm. but if anything significant is happening, to call me, because in you know, the middle of the night... Yeah. Um, that will wake you up. It will wake me. No, no, and it does. Yeah. And it often does happen in the middle of the night, but I want my mums and dads to feel comfortable to, to call me at two o'clock in the morning, because mm. yeah. that's often the case. Yeah, it does always seem like it happens in the middle of the night. Yeah, least. I mean, there are lots of physical in the reasons movies, for that. It seems. To, so, what, why is that? Is there an actual? Well, I mean, sort of. Firstly, you're very, you're relaxed, you're relaxed and calm, but yeah. all the right hormones are flowing as well. Mm. Um, and that's that, you know, labour works with the right hormone yeah. cocktail, um, and the right hormones are in place often at night. Yeah, because you do often hear about ladies. It sort of started at two, three in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seemed quite bright common. lights. Bright lights are another factor that that stop the production of oxytocin, mm. 
and melatonin, which is another important hormone in yeah. labour. Um, so obviously the, those hormones tend to be higher at night. Yeah, so plus being relaxed, relaxed and, and, and calm. You know, look at animals, That's what do so they do? They go and find a nice dark area yeah. to, to give birth in. Yeah, nice. And that's what we should cozy do. Cozy really. corner, dark cozy yeah, corner. Yeah, and obviously, so a lot of women will say, um, "I was labouring really well at home, and things." And then we went to hospital, and everything stopped. Mm. And that often is because of you know the 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 fact that the adrenaline is interfering the with the environment. Yeah, yeah. I um I went to see because I'm with Alzara Hospital, and I went to have a tour a few weeks ago, and I was shown around the whole maternity ward. But I was really interested in seeing the water birth room. It's lovely. Yeah. Wow. I've been I've been to to lots of births in that room. The lighting yeah. in there is just I was like, okay, this is how I would want it. It's where I would want it to. Even yeah, if I'm not mixing able to get again. in the pool, yeah. that room because there's obviously a separate room with a bed as well. Room um, four. It's is that is that the number <laughs> yeah. of the room? Room four. It is just incredible. Yeah, it is, and and you can just see couples relaxing when they when they get in there. Mm. Um, it, it is. It's we, there's a projector on the ceiling, and, and in the in the water room, you can change the colours of the water in the bath, and all, all kinds of things. It so is so it's, beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't wait for Rami to see. He couldn't do the tour with me that day, but we'll do it closer to the time. Yeah. Um. I, I took pictures and videos, obviously, and it's it's like a spa. It is. It is. It, it and it's a really lovely environment. So um, you've done quite a few water births. Yeah. Births, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah amazing it is it's really amazing i mean it's still you know it's something in its infancy here in dubai but uh, massive progress has been made so you in your sort of eight years of doing this how when did the water birth sort of start because they are remember. so new here um, i think i think it's three or four years i can't say for certain but we had um a lady called barbara harper who's one of the pioneers of water birth she came over from the states mm. and i attended i was very lucky to attend along with some other doulas and midwives and, and obstetricians at Alzara, a training course over two days, um, which was just incredible to hear it from the horse's mouth, you know. I've listened to a podcast with her, um, with uh, Belly Baby Mum. Yeah, with Shireen. And with Shireen, and she's, wow. She's incredible, and she actually she came over a few lady. few months ago and, and did the same again, so I think people are quite excited about it now, and there's more mm. experience, there are more... There are more doctors, I think, who, who are, are confident in it and more midwives who are confident in it. But, you know, it's, it's certainly something that mums should, you know, unless, of course, there are any medical reasons why they any can't. Um, you know, it's, it's a lovely thing to consider, at least. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that room, I just thought, why doesn't everyone want to have yeah. a baby in this room? The thing is, you Obviously can get in the water. If you don't like it, you can get out. Yeah. Nobody's going to force you to stay in, but it's certainly something it's, a, it's, it's something to add to your list of, of tools mm. for labour. Yeah, um, I know it's definitely something that I and I it's, as we said, it's towards. just a really, really nice environment. Yeah, it's just so relaxing. You immediately feel relaxed. Actually, doing that tour, I was so excited about yeah. giving birth after that day. Yeah. I felt really that's, excited. That's lovely, and that's all part of it. You know, building your confidence. And yeah, positivity. I mean, I'm got, I've gone back to feeling a bit scared, but that particular couple of days after that, I was on such a high. I was like. Oh, I'm ready now. I want to have my baby now. Yeah, but you're, that, it's going to be like that. But of you're going course. to start your hypnobirthing classes and things. And that's going to in April. That's yeah. going to be really amazing for you. Jasmine's yeah. fantastic, and it's going to you know really get you prepared, and you'll be excited and positive. And you know, I, I can't wait for this for this next step. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to debunk some myths, mm -hmm. some pregnancy and birth myths, because again, as soon as you find out you're pregnant, you start to hear all of these 
sort of old wives' tales, and some of them aren't even old wives' tales. They're things that people genuinely believe. So what are what are some of the most common ones that you hear that just are simply not true? Oh gosh, I don't know where to start really. Are there that many? There are that there are that <laughs> many, and also that one of the problems I see here with. Because I have clients from, I've had clients from all over the world, and there are so many different, uh, you know, uh, myths and, and traditions that come from different cultures, and that's that's really quite interesting sometimes. Mm. Um, but well, as we said earlier on, that the, the sickness with with uh, with girls and boys, yep. cravings, food cravings, um, you know, it, there are so many. Mm. <laughs> you know where to start, but. I think there are very few that are actually we we can say for sure. You know, uh, there are other you know traditions and and um, ideas about ways of getting labour started. Yes, the one sure one is is, is 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 sex. So that does actually work. Yeah, for for good scientific reasons. Mm. Okay. We, we have an oxytocin surge and we get yeah. um, prostaglandins, which we, which we need to help soften the cervix. So that that isn't. But you know other things like you know dates, which are used a lot in in um, Arabic traditions. The, what I say to people is, you know, try them. Mm. You know, raspberry these leaf raspberry tea. leaf tea, this is really popular. castor oil. You know, I had a, a doctor tell a mum of mine this week to take castor oil. I hear other people saying not to. Mm. You, you're going to find counter arguments about everything. Um, and another another um, thing that a lot of people use it, when they're hoping to go into labour is clary sage oil, and they, we don't really know why this happens, but it does tend to stimulate the uterus to contract. Mm, okay. Um, and so that's a good thing to, to use in in the in the week, so building up, leading up to mm. going into labour and during labour to keep those surges nice and strong and regular mm. as well. Um, these things work with some people, they don't with others. And the, the fact is that, that people who are trying these things tend to be trying everything. Yeah. So, so you we're can't really not sure. Point. We're really not sure what, what, what yeah. works. But what I say to people is, you know, try it, you know, all of these natural nudges, as we call them. Mm, They're not nice going to do any harm. Um, but, you know, if it makes you feel like you're, you're doing something, to, to feel that you're, you have some kind of power is quite nice. Yeah. So and I suppose feel. for ladies that have gone so far and are just so ready for their baby it's to tough. Come. It's I'm warning you now. The, the last the last few yeah. weeks are really tough because every morning you're going to wake up and think, oh, today the day. It's 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 really tough. And, and you know when you're having an induction possibly you know waved in front of you, which you, you're hopefully going to avoid, want to avoid, um, then you're going to try as much as you can. So I had an appointment yesterday and I was asking the doctor about um because I really struggle with fizzy drinks like I it's my one vice that I'm really struggling <laughs> to give up my appetite hasn't changed I'm not overeating I'm I'm not being greedy or indulgent just because I'm pregnant but I do like a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola it's like my sort of treat except it's not a treat because I have it every day and I was asking the doctor about this and she just said, look, you know, do your best to, to not have it. And she gave me a few alternatives and I will be doing a test for gesta gestational diabetes. And she said, if you do have it, then we will have to induce you. And I'm too early to sort of question because I haven't even had the test yet. But I did start to think, well, is that something I can push back on? Because if baby's okay, 
they, they do tend to be fairly fairly strict on this one and, and you know go, going along with the UK guidelines as well mm. um, but you, you, you if if indeed I you know I hope, hope that it's not the case but if indeed you do find you do have gestational diabetes it can be diet controlled sometimes yeah so it's something that you can you know you can help with um, your, your diet and with exercise as well but you know different doctors have different ideas and different policies so it's really something you need to speak to your doctor mm. about but it is often something that you know that the doctor will look at yeah. again depending on the severity of your your diabetes as well yeah because also can't it be quite hereditary as well because i know some really yeah. fit healthy people that have had yeah it. I, mean, I see a lot of a lot of mums who you know would have no to, you would look at the menus you wouldn't think for a moment they would have any uh, gestational diabetes and they do um, so you know, it's it's often not the people that you would expect. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, your diet is very important during labour, mm. during sorry, during pregnancy. And you know, I, I have mums who are diet controlled with their diabetes. But I think most doctors, and I think this is fairly standard in the UK as well, would would start looking at that. But you know, do your research. Yeah. Look, look on evidencebase.com look on the Cochrane Library and and you know talk to your doctor about it mm. I mean hopefully I don't have it no and find out I think is it 28 weeks you do that test uh, I think I'm not 100% sure exactly so when I'm a it bit is something like off, that but um you know obviously I don't want to be induced no if I can help no. it I mean if it's something um, that you can help control then it's a pretty good incentive well i have not had a pepsi or a coke since yesterday oh, that's which good. well perhaps wean yourself long, I know. you know down to one every other day and then work down from there yeah because it is it is full of sugar and other than yeah. that i don't eat loads and of it's sugar a habit. it is and it's, it's just a it's a really bad habit and it's been going on for years so i need to knock it on the head anyway but it's it's difficult we all have those sort of things that we we struggle it's all right it's not me <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, it's so That's exciting. reminding me that I'm doing this podcast with you. <laughs> How efficient. Um, Nikki, for all the mums to be listening, what would be the top three items, classes or services you would recommend they invest yeah. in? Well, obviously I am biased. Um, but I honestly, you know, this is really from my heart now. Hypnobirthing classes, I think, are, are just wonderful. Mm. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of mums... I've had mums who've had difficult first birth and then have done hypnobirthing classes and have gone on to have good experiences. Not necessarily the birth that they yeah. dreamt of, but good experiences. But a positive experience. A positive experience. And that's what we want. We want a safe, healthy mum and baby who feel good, you know, mum and dad that feel good about it. Um, and I've seen a lot of mums, you know, have had that. Um, and... And you know to feel happy and excited and positive during your pregnancy. We don't want you know we want to be a nice time, not not a time that you're you're worried and you're mm. soaking up all that negativity. But to be excited about this incredible journey that you're yeah. on and your life's about to change. So I'd, I'd really really suggest you know obviously top of the list hypnobirthing, but any kind of antenatal education you know that's going to give you good information um, and make you feel prepared. Um, obviously hiring a doula. Um, you know, I, I've I've had some amazing feedback from people, who who, and not just mums, dads often mm. as well. Dads who are sometimes a little bit dubious about hiring a doula. Yeah. I think because they they worry that a doula is going to make them feel a bit redundant. Mm. Um, but a big part of our job is to include them and to make them feel part of it and to, you know, to help them along the way and and to you know, 
say explain what's happening such like so I've had so many dads that have, have, have said thank you so much and one of my last dads calls me his um, his production manager Aww. yeah his birth production manager <laughs> that. that's the way he saw it mm. um, but uh, third thing um, I'd also I'd look at getting education for breastfeeding as well yeah. um, I'm obviously a massive breastfeeding advocate you know okay it's not for everybody um, and there are always you know people that are going to have hurdles along the way but you know get informed there are some amazing classes out there um, I know Love Parenting do some really great preparation mm. um, so get out there you know learn feel confident and, and have support support is the number one you know the, it's, it's an umbrella yeah for all the things that I've talked about really and, and especially when when you're living abroad um, you've not necessarily got family around you that would be there to, to yeah, help so you true. during the later stages of pregnancy and then postnatally. Um, you know, that's what so many people want and need. And there is a lot of support here, as you've seen and proved with your oh, podcast. so much. Um, but a lot of it you have to find. Um, and, you know, the good thing about hiring a doula is that she, she will have lots of contact and can always put you in, in touch with people to help out with you know whatever scenario that you know mm. you need to deal with so um you know support hypnobirthing and doula yeah they're really the same kind of thing but uh yeah i think a lot of ladies just don't realize the amazing services that there are here no you know, i know people that have kids that are a couple of years old and they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know there was that here no. in Dubai. And there literally is everything. Like, we're spoiled for choice. We are. And, and it's not just for people that want a natural birth. And I want to emphasise that yeah. as well. You know, I, I've supported mums who were going to have, they knew they were going to have an epidural. Uh, you know, we're completely non-judgmental. It's not about having no drugs. And you've done cesarean births yeah. as well. Yeah, I was lucky enough actually to go to one when the dad didn't want to go in, so I went, oh. which was lovely. Yeah, and I support mums um, for, through cesarean, so I'm there beforehand to help keep them calm and to explain what's going to happen, and then afterwards to help out with breastfeeding and such like. So it's not just for mums. You know, again, you know, the, the the world tends to believe that anybody that's that's doing hypnobirthing and hiring doulas is mm. a bit of a hippie that wants, and that's not the way it is. You know, we're, we're there to support anybody in, in whatever their choices are. And with the breastfeeding, so you can also support new mums with that. Yeah, as absolutely. Well. I'm, so I'm a breastfeeding counsellor, so I'm kind of the first rung of the ladder. I'm I'm not a lactation consultant, which mm -hmm. is far more specialised. But you know, in a lot of cases. You know, I see a lot of mums that they really just need some support. Yeah. And, and just somebody to tell them they're doing it right. Yeah, some moral support. Some moral support. In those days after birth when your hormones are flying around and you're exhausted and you're in tears and, and, and just to have somebody that, to sit with you and to perhaps help you with some different positions or some different latches and things, most of the time that, that can really help. But, you know, some people definitely do need referring on to lactation consultants yeah. and people like that and that's something I can but you definitely would, do. But you would almost be like the first sort of po poetry. Yeah, call. and actually yeah. as, as, as my role as a doula, I, I, I offer that anyway to, to all of my mums and I, I help them get latched straight after the birth. Mm. Um, but also I'm, I'm there to help mums who, who aren't breastfeeding for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, the... I say to all of my mums, along with your baby comes a big bag of guilt and you're going to make it feel guilty about any decisions you make throughout pregnancy, mm. during your labour, whether you're having drugs or not, during, you know, breastfeeding, whether you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, you know, do you feel happy with the decisions that you make? Yeah. 
and feel confident because it's it's very easy as a mum and it continues. I know. But, yeah, I'm telling you, I've twenty eight years. For me, it's not so much the guilt yet; it's the worry. Yeah. And my mum's like, "P, that never, that it never, never stops. stops." I worry about this my twenty eight year old. I, it, you know, it 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 never worry, it never ends, and that's our nature. Yeah. They, like you know, I'm twenty eight, and my mum worries about me and my brother every yeah. single day. And we still go to her with all our worries and, and, and things that go yeah, on in our life. Yeah, and that's the way it's meant to be. And so, and it's lovely, but it's that realisation of, oh, this is it now. So all these little worries I'm having will just continue. Oh, it's going to oh, it's gonna blow up, I tell you. It's going to get more <laughs> And get bigger. more and more intense. It is, no, it is. And, you know, there's a lot of mum guilt. And But, you know, I, I think all mums should feel confident in the decisions that they make. Yeah. And postnatally be aware, you know, you're going to have lots of different people giving you different opinions about feeding about sleep about everything you know and, and with four children i have had different advice on all of those things for all of my children yeah and and really your instinct as a mum is very very strong and you have to be confident enough to follow the path that you mm. because again that's something that can lead you to feel really down after. yeah i'm already noticing this it's i think you have to and it's hard but you have to build up your confidence so that you're yeah you're you're okay with your decision. Your decision. You your gut. Plus, there is a lot more. You know, there's a lot more information available out there. And I've I've found with a lot of um, you know grandmothers mm. that you know that their their opinions and the, the teaching that they had was so different. Yeah. That they see a lot of the you know the ideas like, like for instance demand feeding, and baby led weaning and all of these things which we now know are the right way of doing it, but for them they they see that as completely wrong. And I've seen some real, some real issues with them. Um, yeah, I mean it's hard when it's family members. It's it's well. hard. That's, it's that's hard. A lot more complicated. And you will you will feel guilty, and you will feel that people are possibly criticising the way that you're doing things. Yeah, so, I mean my mum from day one just said you're you're going to get so much advice. Take it, but use the bits that you want. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And so feel confident, and, and you so your instinct is very very strong yeah. as a mum and a dad. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah, we mustn't forget Dad. We mustn't forget Daddy. No, no, Dad's a big, Dad's a big. And I have to say that that is one of the things that makes me cry the most at a birth is when I see the Dad's reaction. Mm. It's yeah. um, it's just incredible. That's always the thing that turns those tears on for me. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I can imagine. I can't wait to see Rami's reaction. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know how he's going to react i have an idea but i don't know how i'm going to react no and it's often the dads that you you think are going to be quite kind of stoic on the day they're often the ones that are the most emotional it is yeah yeah oh no i can't wait yeah um, no it's wonderful and i'm I'm very very grateful and feel very privileged that i'm able to do this so it's honestly nikki it's such an amazing job that you're doing and you're helping so many I don't just want to say women, families. Families, yeah. And, um, you know, there is, we, so there's an amazing network here now in Dubai. Some fantastic doulas, some, some, some you know, wonderful birth educators, hypnobirthing teachers, etc. So, you know, use it. Yeah. Um, spread the word and use yeah, it. because so we are. we're so to have all of this here. You know, but we work as a team. You know, we work mm. as a team with the family, with the midwives, with the obstetricians. You know, we're not, an, we're not enemies. Mm. And I, I want that to be really, really something I emphasise. Yeah, um, you, you work know, as a team. We work as a team and hopefully, I'd like to hope that the, you know, the, the doctors and midwives that I've worked with will 
will uh, agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and they must be getting more used to having doulas in the room. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, to have somebody that that has has been around birth, it's got to be beneficial, you know, and and, and because you know the midwives that work hard, they don't have time to to spend you know time sitting chatting and yeah, reassuring in the same way. So to have somebody that can do that, you know. And you know, when it works well, it works brilliantly. And I think a lot of ladies don't realise that your doctor actually tends to only come at the end. Yeah. They're not there. No. Unless maybe there's complications, but um, and if you're having a cesarean, obviously it's completely different, but they're not there from the beginning. No, they come not. at the end. And really, the midwives, the midwives are the, are the, are the ladies that, yeah. you know, are, are, are there throughout. But then you don't know who you're going to get on the day. It's not guaranteed. No. So to Which have is why it's really nice to have support. a doula who, who is, is going to be with you throughout. You know, And I've, I think the longest I've been with anybody is about 36 hours. And I think the shortest wow. is about 45 minutes an hour. 45 yeah. minutes? That's amazing. That's got to be some kind of record. Yeah, it was just a couple that were just really happy and comfortable at home waited at home and progressed and, and then called and said we're in a hospital on our way to hospital because I think things are hotting up and they did yeah and and that was it and I stayed saw the birth and then helped them with some breastfeeding and then went home it was very all in a day's work all in a day's work <laughs> but yeah I mean it, you know there's no point at which a doula will say I've got know, to go sorry bye I've got to go yeah now. Um, but we all say so we all support each other and you know I work alongside Louise Atkinson and uh if in any circumstance either of us were completely exhausted, we we talk to each other throughout, mm. and we 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 could or would we haven't actually had to do this, but we would give each other a break. Yeah, if you need to, if you've, we need to, but we we other. honestly we get really high on yeah. adrenaline. We oh, I we bet. run. You know, I often I often don't eat, and I like eating. Um, so it's it's normally a big part of my day. But I, I sometimes I get home and I think, gosh, I haven't anything to eat. Yeah, but I'm just, just so, running on yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing, Nikki. Um, we're going to do a quick fire round now. Okay. Okay, your one piece of advice for first-time mummies. Take some education. Be informed and, uh, you know, shop around. Find a team that supports you and, and the kind of birth that you want. There's, there are some amazing obstetricians here in Dubai. There's there's one that fits everybody. Mm. Um, and you know different personalities, and you know doctors, obstetricians with, with different opinions. Find somebody that's, that is going to listen to you, that you know you, you click with mm. and feel comfortable with. Yeah, and it's about instinct. chemistry, isn't chemistry, it? and it will it will feel right, and you'll know it's right for you. Yeah. In which case it is. Mm. One thing you've learnt about yourself after becoming a mum. Gosh, I'm trying to think. One thing I thought about myself: how strong women are, quite honestly, mm. and how how we can keep going. You know, I, I for a while I had three three children under three, wow. um, and you know I lived in the UK when I had my I had four kids, and I, I worked as well part time from home, and yeah, I did it. Yeah, I brought four kids up; they're all pretty normal. <laughs> all happy and successful happy is the main thing yeah absolutely and and I see this you know with the mums that I see um, in my job you know how incredibly strong women are yeah um, and we're good at multitasking just naturally naturally yeah we yeah. are <laughs> our, our brains are just wired differently yeah what's one thing you wished you had 
been warned about before becoming a mum? Um, not having a lot of time for myself. Not that I resented it in any way, um, but I think that's again something I I tell all my all my mums to do to make time for yourself, even if it's half an hour a day just to go and have a bath. Um, I don't think I. I got that because I did have my first three very close together. Mm -hmm. I really didn't have much time for myself, and you kind of you lose yourself a little bit. In uh, you know, and so funny now after twenty eight years, my all my children have left home, and it's just myself and my husband. So we've been married for almost thirty one years, but most of those years have been taken up with kids, yeah. and so now it's it's just us. So make time for yourself. Make time for your relationships, mm -hmm. your marriage, because it's nice. And yeah. actually, we're, we're quite enjoying it now. Oh, I Sorry, bet. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the same as my mum. Yeah. You know, we're not at home anymore, and she's getting to have her own life. Yeah, again. I mean, it's something I really dreaded. And, and the year before yeah. my youngest son left home, I was, I was really, really very anxious about it and, and wondered how, how it was going to be. But, you know, we, my husband and I loved our years bringing up kids. It was something we really, really cherished. And we spend many an evening watching home videos of the kids when they're little. Now they live to home, um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it, it's it's something you know. Life, your life changes when you have children, but then there, there is another bit of your life which yeah. I'm now enjoying actually. Yeah, and also to, I'm sort of always telling myself enjoy this time as well um, in your pregnancy because yeah. don't wish it away. Don't yes, wish it's it away. To be excited, but enjoy this time now of just. Just being you, you, and, you your, and your husband. Your husband and being able to just do whatever you want yeah. when you want. And um, then also don't wish a day away when they're when they're little. Yeah. Because you do and you, you will. Get that time back as well. I can remember telling my children it was bedtime and we had blackout curtains. I used to pull the blackout curtains and tell them it was time for bed at about half past five because I could take no more. <laughs> <laughs> and now I regret that. But no, it's life goes so quickly. Yeah. And you look back and you know say as a, as a mum now with having all of her children left home, I look back and, and think, gosh, how lovely, I wish I'd taken it a bit slower. Yeah. Although we did appreciate it at the time. You, you, you probably don't appreciate it as much as you should do. That's life though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it just all goes too quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to sometimes just be present. We're always thinking about the next thing. Um, what's your favorite thing about being a mum? Oh, one of my favorite things is seeing all of my kids together. That's the most heartwarming thing to see the relationship that they've got. Mm. Um, they're all really close. Um, in fact, my at the moment my eldest son lives in in the UK, and my my youngest son is at university in the UK. My second son is moving back next month to the UK after living here in Dubai, and um, they're all so excited about being together. And I find that incredibly heartwarming. Yeah. And to see see them grow up into into you know lovely confident happy adults you know as, as parents that's what we want more than anything yeah. and you know my daughter lives in Australia um, which is you know I'm so so proud of her uh, she's a midwife as I said and we say we bring our kids up to be confident enough to follow the path that they want to go on and yeah to, to watch that and to see that happening is in incredible you know you go through these tough years when they're teenagers never thinking that it's going to end <laughs> But, you know, I'm now at a really lovely stage. My, one of my sons is getting married next year, and who knows, I may be a grandma one day. Um, so, yeah, enjoy every stage. You'll be an amazing grandma. 
I can't wait. I do I look grandma. I do look grandma. That's the dream. Yeah. I'm not sure any of them want me to be their doula, mind you. But oh no, so. I'm sure. <laughs> your daughter for sure, and then your um, son's wives, girlfriend. Yeah. I'm sure they will feel so lucky. Well, it's to hard, have you. For, hard not really to pick up on my contagious enthusiasm. Yeah. So hopefully they'll all, they'll all, they've picked up some of it oh, along I'm the way. I'm sure they will. <laughs> um, okay, final question, Nikki. What does motherhood mean to you in three words? Oh, happiness. Completion. Mm. And fulfilment. They're kind of the same thing, aren't they? Fulfillment and completion. But no, I just I feel completely, yeah, fulfilled in my life, yeah. and I'm not sure many people can say that. Mm. Um, I feel very, very lucky, having had a wonderful family of my own, and now going on and helping other families as well. So, yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Nikki, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'm going to put all your details in the show notes so people know how to contact you. And I've already had your lovely doula partner, Louise, on the podcast yeah. as well. So I'll include both your details in both lovely. your episodes so people know how to reach out to you. Lovely. Thank and, you very much. Um, thank you so much. And I am praying that you can be my doula. <laughs> I'm sure I will. <laughs> it's literally top of my baby priority list. Yeah, it, it's Above a good one. Any item or all this paraphernalia you can buy, and you know we get wowed into buying all this incredible mm. stuff. But actually, you've actually got most of what you need on your body. Yeah, but to have the support so. is what we need as well. Oh, Nikki, thank you. Yeah, so thank much. you. Thanks. Thank you once again to Nikki for her time and expertise. You can find links to Nikki's social pages, website and contact details in the show notes below. If you'd like to find out who my guests will be on the next episode of Bumps and Babies, please do follow us on Instagram at LifeSchoolME where you can keep up to date with all our news and find information on all our amazing guests. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to LifeSchoolME the podcast to help us reach and hopefully inspire more listeners. Thank you for listening to Life School conversations to inspire action.